Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We are a house church network. I encourage you to visit our uh, website. You can read through archived weekly thoughts, which are a weekly teaching that comes out on Fridays. You can, you can sign up for those by email. Uh, you can see videos, 10 videos about question and answer about house church. Uh, visit our EU website. If you're in the EU, we've got several of my, my weekly thoughts and other things translated into various languages common in Europe. So that's cwowi.eu. So cwowi.org, English speaking and the bulk of the information about house church. So visit that. And um, anyway, sign up for my weekly thoughts, especially and my uh, monthly newsletter that goes out by email. So today I want to talk more about uh, what I shared last week during a visitation when I asked the Lord about Matthew uh, chapter 28 and verse 18, where he said, therefore, he said, all authority is given to me in heaven and earth. Therefore, you go into all the world. And when he was teaching me about some of these things, I asked him about that verse in particular. And I said, Lord, if you have all authority in heaven and earth, then why is the world so messed up? And he said, I do have all authority. He said, but Satan gets people to give him their authority. Then he uses their authority against them. What I didn't share last week was the second part of that. He said, what you see in the world is the accumulation and the culmination of oftentimes generation upon generations who have, who have given their authority over to Satan for the purposes of destruction. And so I, I, I thought about that. I thought of all the world wars. I thought all the skirmishes going on around the world. At that time, I thought of all these things, and I thought it all is is people who give themselves over, give their authority uh, over to Satan, and then he uses it against them. Sometimes he uses it against whole nations, sometimes against families, etc. And so what happens is, and I want to share in more detail, is that when we come to the Lord, we enter into his authority, because we're now in Christ, and Christ lives in us. So the one who has all authority now resides in us. And we are in him as part of our born-again uh, born again spirit. We're new creations. So then our life becomes a process of getting back our authority that we have given over to other people. Uh, and and so, it, so you can look at this and you can think, okay, how do I give my authority? Well, certainly in marriage, you're giving your authority over to that other person. And you do so with trust. And in friendships, you do that. How many, how many Christians, how many of us have had people in our own homes, how we've had meals together in our homes, and then that person later turns against you, gets angry at you, just cuts you off, whatever the case. And how many Christians have thought, the, the relationships I have in my church family, they are real, and they're going to be forever. And, and no matter what happens, I've got these relationships. And then you leave that church, and then the relationship stops. And so you had given out your authority for people to operate, to speak into your life, to function in your life, but you found out that it was based on church membership or church attendance. And so, and so you learn different things as you go through life. It's like, okay, you've given your authority over to somebody, and then they can use that authority against you. A spouse, you know, if you mistreat or are dishonest or run around or whatever the case is, you've given your, your heart, your authority over to that other person, and then they take that authority and, and they, they use it as a license. Well, you know, Jude verse 4, for instance. Jude verse 4 says, don't turn the grace of God into lasciviousness. 
In other words, don't turn the grace of God into a license for sin. Don't turn that grace into an excuse to do wrong. And that's what happens sometimes with people. We give them our authority to, to speak into our lives, to function in our lives. Uh, we lower the bridge down for them to come into our lives. And then they will, they will misuse that respect, that honor, that authority that we're giving them. So much of our Christian life, when we become new in the Lord, is a, is a matter of looking at our relationships and then thinking, I need to take back my authority in this. This person does not any longer need to speak into my life. I'm taking back my authority from them, and they no longer have the authority to speak into my life. There are so many toxic relationships out there that, you know, there's so many books written about, you know, this and that and everything and how to protect yourself and inner healing and all these things. But if you will just break it down, if you'll just boil it down to the basics and think about this, think of your life as who have, who have you given your authority to, and who do you need to take that authority back from? See, and think about that and think about in terms of, of who is toxic, who has hurt you, uh, you know, doesn't seek reconciliation, et cetera, whatever the case is. And you think about how do I go about that? Well, you go about it by sometimes you have to put up boundaries. Sometimes you have to humble yourself and apologize. Sometimes you just have to be bold and say, you know what, I'm just... You know, I'm kind of done with this group. Uh, my life has moved on. Thank you all. Goodbye. I've got a new chapter in my life. And you start developing healthy relationships. But it's all about that whole idea of, of giving your authority over to others. And see, what happened was when Adam gave, when Adam sinned, I think it's Hosea chapter 6 and about verse 7, God's talking of Israel and he says, they like Adam have transgressed the covenant. And so Adam did that. He, you know, in the beginning, God created male and female. He said, be fruitful, multiply, rule over the earth, have authority over the earth. He delegated the earth to mankind. Then Satan gave it over to Satan and Satan became the God of this world. We can even look to Luke chapter four and verse six and six through 12 will work where Jesus is undergoing the, the uh, temptations. And there's three categories that are listed there, spirit, soul, and body. You know, the whole the whole temptations aren't listed there. It's just the, the main categories, one example from each category. For instance, of the physical temptations, Jesus was tempted to turn rocks or stones into bread because he was hungry. And he resisted that. So he got the physical out of the way. Then came the soul where Satan took him up onto a high pillar and said, throw yourself down and prove that you're the son of God. Appealing to his ego, appealing to his, you know, self-worth and, and identification of who he was as a son of God. And that was the soulish realm. And that, Jesus conquered that. Then came the spirit realm, which is, hey, this is what Satan said. He said, he said, if you will worship me, I'll give you the kingdoms of this world because they have been delivered to me. So this was a real temptation. This was a fact. Adam had turned over to Satan. And he said, I, he said, you worship me, I'll give you the kingdoms and the glory of them. And, and uh, because they, I give them to whoever I want. And that's why he's called the God of this world in, in Paul's letters. So, uh, so then when we come into the Lord, we're taking back all that ground. And it's got, we talk in different terms, but it all means the same thing. But if you boil it down to authority, and say, I'm taking back my ground, and I'm taking ground that the devil has stolen, and stuff like that. But really, it starts with taking your authority back. What should you not have given over to someone who turned around and hurt you? You know, how do you protect yourself? We talk about different things, but it's talking about taking authority back. 
into your life. There was a woman we knew, and she's now in heaven, but she she told us, uh, she was a member of our church, and she realized, had just a revelation one day, that she had tried to provoke her husband into hitting her. And she realized it was a subconscious thing based on the way she was raised. And her husband was so good, he would never lay hands on her. But she she came to us and she told us, she said, I realized, she said, when I was growing up, my mother had a series of men that were always in her life, but every single one of them slapped her or hit her. And she, she said, when I was a little girl, then I just thought that's how a man expressed love to a woman uh, by hitting her. And so she said, when I grew up and in my relationships, every man physically abused me. And I thought that's how love was communicated. Well, what she had done in life was she had given part of herself, part of her authority over to abusers. And so when she had that revelation, she realized she was now married in Christ to a great man, that that she didn't have to to try to provoke that. She wasn't trying to provoke that and get that out there. She was, she was actually had pulled back and knew how to walk uprightly to protect herself to not that she needed to against him, but she rearranged her identification of love. And when she rearranged uh, what she thought of love and, uh, and love between a husband and wife, it totally destroyed the way she'd been thinking and how, and she realized looking back that she'd given her authority in all those, in those relationships, just like her mother had. And, and now she was safe and, and, and helpful, uh, just living a, a good life in her marriage, uh, and in Christ. So, uh, that was a huge revelation for, her. um, a lot of times, you know, people will realize it in the financial realm and they realize how they wasted money. And when you give money to unwise things, you do unwise things, then, then you're giving that authority out and you realize, hold on, I need to be more disciplined. I need to not give my authority to someone. I need to, to hold on to that authority. Um, you know, um, you know, relationships talk about marriage and, and workplace, uh, drawing the line, volunteering at church. Uh, I knew a lady talked to her about how her husband died. He had, he'd suffered for a long time and she thought if she volunteered at church, God would heal her husband. So she, she told me she worked up to 65 hours a week volunteering at her church while her husband was under the care of a nurse's aide and volunteers and and uh, hospice and people like that as he lay dying over a period of months. And she was busy working in the church. And what she was doing was the place of caring for her husband was hers. She'd given her authority over to other people and to agencies and things like that because she mistakenly thought if she volunteered for the church, God would heal her husband. And it doesn't work like that. And so she realized, and she told me, she said, I realized that that I should have been there. And it was a great regret in her life that she should have been there for her husband to help him in his final months. But she was gone. Even when he died, she was gone volunteering at church. What had she done? She had given her authority over to strangers to care for her husband as he lay dying. And she regretted that. So you look at your life and you think in terms of of the teachers that your kids go to in schools or how they're taught. You look at all these different things and you boil it all down and it gets down to you're giving your authority over to someone to have influence in your life, to have access to your life. And folks, if it's, if they are not bringing you closer to Christ, if they are not, you know, having and, and, uh, encouraging you to walk 
closer with the Lord, if they're not exhibiting love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, meekness, kindness, the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians 5, if they're not helping you in and encouraging you in your strength of moral excellence and knowledge and self-control and consistency and godliness and brotherly love and agape, unconditional love, if that's not people like you surrounding you who are going to speak to the authority of Christ in you and not to the authority that they want from you or not to the authority of of something out there in the world, but they're going to speak to the authority of Christ in you, that Christ in you has all authority in heaven and earth. And so you can walk in that authority once you get back your authority from wherever you've given it out. See, a lot of times people try to walk in the authority of the Lord and use the name of Jesus and nothing ever happens because they've got parts of their lives where they've given their authority over to people who misuse their authority and use it against them. It's the same principle. It's the same principle uh, that I said at the very beginning. So anyway, I just want to share a little bit more about this in kind of a part two, just to provoke some more thought about areas of your life. Just the, d- lose the religious religiousness of it uh, in, in terms of taking back and inner healing and all the different stuff and gone, take back what the devil and he's going to give back sevenfold or fourfold or whatever. Stop all that and just think in terms of relationships, who you have in your life, companies, etc. And think about where you've given your authority over. And what that means is you've given yourself over to where they have some sort of influence in you. And sometimes you have to put boundaries on, you do have to put boundaries on that and limits on that. And there's certain expectations. If I give you authority in my life, there are certain expectations. And if you don't meet those expectations, your actions have caused me to take actions that I wouldn't otherwise want to do, which means you've got to say goodbye to them in your life. And it's their actions, not yours. Their actions have caused you to take action. And you examine yourself like that. So break it down into just where have you given your authority and then had people use your authority against you and clean up those toxic relationships and enter into healthy relationships, relationships that are also in Christ, recognizing that he has all authority in our lives and our lives are a process of letting that authority work and saturate throughout our whole our whole being and our whole lives, outward from our spirit to our soul to our body to the physical world. All right, hope that makes sense. Uh, John Fan, C-W-O-W-I.org. Sign up for my weekly thoughts and uh, you learn more about House Church there and C-W-O-W-I.org. All right, God bless you.